Welcome to the Pinning Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher, joined as always by Dick Briggs, a Hall of Fame coach and former Jeff and you and I wrestler. Uh, today, kind of going to be our uh, like our weight cutting practice. We're going to get in, get a good sweat, and uh, get out and get get on with today, right? So a red flag day, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, big weekend this last weekend, especially here in the Cedar Rapids Metro and and surrounding areas three really i don't know i'd say marquee tournaments i i think at least they they certainly turned out to be uh that with uh jefferson jayhawk invitational uh then you had uh marion's lloyd schaefer invite and someone's ed haydenfeld uh invitational let's mention let's talk about the jayhawk first um you know, Pleasant Valley came in. Uh, they had four champs. Uh, looked really, really good. Um, coming away with a team championship, I believe, over Dubuque uh, Hempstead. Um, you know, uh, Iowa City High had three champs. Albernet two. Uh, Cedar Falls had two champs as well. But, uh, you know, Pleasant Valley looked strong. And um, so did uh, – so did Hempstead, but as far as the area teams, Albernet uh, and, and City High look, look good. Right. Um, <laughs> City High, where do we start there? Um, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Better start at the I'm top. <laughs> uh, you know, how can you not start with Ben Keeter? The guy is just phenomenal, man. He's just he's just big and athletic, and he's fun to watch Russell and was so dominant in that in the tournament. and. And, uh, you know, I don't see him, anyone close to him, really, uh, at least in the state at 3A. You know, here's one thing I want to ask you is, uh, you know, I, I think everybody sees just how, uh, you know, it's a man among boys uh, for the most part when he steps on the mat, especially during the varsity season. With, with your experience, and you've seen some great wrestlers, uh, over your time, is there anybody that you kind of say, "Oh, he reminds me of him," or somebody, somebody wrestled like that, or, or had that same type of dominance uh, as as Keeter, as a bigger uh, athlete? You know that last sentence. I had a couple in mind, and then you said, "As a bigger athlete." Uh, let's see. Uh, well, who did you have in mind to begin with? Well, I wasn't even going to leave Iowa City High. I was just going to stay there and say Jeff McGinnis. Uh, man, that guy w was dominant and controlled. I mean, you know, you know, I got to watch him pretty, pretty regular and pretty close up. And in a tough couple of tough matches with my athlete, but but um, um, McGinnis comes to mind. You know, I, I think of uh, um, Mason City Krieger, Tim Krieger. You know, I think there's a lot of guys through the years, but. Man, at that uh, in the upper weights, gosh, like he's done. I I can't come up with one off the top of my head. Not to you that. Know, it, it was just uh, somebody that really can do things at will. You know, he 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 shoots. You know, he drops his level, and then we watched him almost bend his finals opponent in half, and just placed him on his back like he was putting him to, to bed almost. 
Uh, it was kind of awkward where the kid's knee kind of bent underneath him. And Keeter still had the wherewithal to kind of reach back and help the kid straighten his leg out almost. Um, you know, while still getting the pin after being up 17-2. I mean, it's just it's crazy what he can do, not just to, against kids that he has an advantage over, but but even some of the best wrestlers. Right. And it's, it's not such a big surprise as a junior to be doing that. I've seen lots of juniors that are, you know, can do that sort of thing, but he's a, he's a two-time champ that's been doing it since he stepped in, you know, on the mat as, as a freshman. And, and that's the impressive thing, you know, to go just continue to do it. Now it's just, he's grown so much even from then. And uh, it's pretty neat. It's going to be fun to see him on the Iowa football field and Matt, and hopefully that pans out. We'll see how that works out. But yeah, you know, it's uh, it's crazy to think about. You know, he's done all this, but it hasn't been smooth sailing for him because his freshman year, he missed like half the year because I think he might have broken his hand in football, mm. or he had an, he had some type of football injury that kept him out the first half of the year. Uh, then last year he only had uh like a handful of matches before state he might only had like three or four matches before district started uh because of the crazy season and schedule with uh um you know the iowa city community school districts and stuff but uh he's he's only 55 and all and i say that only 55 and all considering you know we see some dominant wrestlers have 200 wins nowadays you know, 150, uh, and his name's not going to pop up on some of those lists that you see in the record books because he's not going to have 150 wins. He's not going to have 130 wins, but he's going to be one of the most dominant wrestlers, uh, assuming things remain the same. Yep, I agree with you. I think McGinnis, if I remember right, had 175 or in that vicinity wins, you know, so he's still 125 behind the school record, <laughs> you know, again, who was undefeated and, and uh, I, I'm guessing, but when all is said and done, Keeter will be undefeated. We'll see. But uh, um, yeah, it, it uh, it's just what COVID is. It's, it's not, it hasn't just hit Ben Keeter. It's hit all of the athletes in all of the sports through the last three years, basically. Sure. Years. Sure. And uh, he was one of three city high champs. Very impressed with Kale Seaton and Kale Kurtz. Um, they won, uh, I believe, at 120 and 126, and they did it pretty convincingly as well. Um, Kurtz by fall, and I think maybe Seaton had a major or tech fall uh, at 120. Uh, did not realize until today, uh, didn't, didn't connect the dots or until yesterday, that uh, Kale Kurtz, is the son of Marcus Kurtz, um, who uh, wrestled and coached at uh, Cole College. And uh, uh, you see where he kind of gets uh, some of that talent, uh, obviously, but um, he's got a nice little pedigree, as well as, as I believe, Seton, who had uh, uh, a family wrestle for, for City High back in the 90s, maybe. That's cool to keep that going. I didn't realize that either with, with Kurt. So that's, that's neat to hear that. So. Um, Albert Nett had two champions, Rowdy Neighbor at uh, uh, 106 
and then Carson Klosterman uh, at 145. Uh, they had uh, four finalists overall. Um, Gunnar Keeney uh, was a runner-up, and um, Brody Neighbor. Brody Neighbor uh, was the other uh, uh, finalist as well. But you know, Albernet. Uh, I think we might have talked about him a little bit uh, uh, last week as well. Uh, did something on on them uh, in the weekly notes that you know this is a, a nice uh, uh, tight knit group of, of kids with some talent, and uh, they seem to be on the, the upswing there um, at Albertette. Right, and I've always been impressed with the Albertette program. It's it's a community program. You know, you've got. Uh, it, which I think you mentioned in there, uh, the, the Solistas, starting with Brent, the dad, and then the sons that are help with that youth program and even have a, a wrestling facility uh, that, that, that kids have been coming to three, two for years to, to train in their youth. And then, uh, you know, Clayton Rush, Coach Rush, at the head coach at, at, uh, at Albernet, certainly knows what to do with him. He's, he's a great guy and is doing a good job there. Yeah. Um... Well, let's uh, uh, let's talk uh, one more thing about the uh, the, the Jayhawk. Um, afterwards, uh, they uh, they made the announcement that uh, uh, the Outstanding Wrestler Award of the tournament is is going to be named after Wyatt Schultz, um, long uh, longtime contributor to the Jefferson, obviously our colleague here and owner. Of edit, an editor of the predicament, but I'm not sure a lot of people understand just how uh, dedicated and how much he served, not just Jefferson Wrestling, but there are other programs. I know softball, he was always at, he was a regular at Kingston Stadium uh, for Jefferson football games and taking photos and supporting programs there. Uh, but obviously wrestling was the one thing that, uh, that was the biggest um, love and endeavor for him when it came to Jayhawk sports. And, and they not only did they uh, uh, come up with the plaque and, and name it after Wyatt, they presented uh, Kirsten and Grant, his widow and, and son, um, a, their team poster, which has Wyatt's likeness on it with uh, Keep Wrestling on the Move. Uh, very special ceremony to cap things off. Absolutely. I mean, obviously for you and me as our colleague on this, this program, uh, that was very special. Um, you know, I've got lots of connections with, with Kirsten and Grant. And so that was really neat. And coach Martin Jefferson, Rob Martin, Jefferson head coach, uh, asked if I would, would like to present Kirsten with the framed copy of the poster at the end. And he was going to present one to Grant. And I said, Oh, absolutely. I'd be honored. And uh, so that was nice to be a part of that. And, and uh, really, that, that's cool. It was, it was neat to, to kind of, you know, because Wyatt would have been there. He'd have been there for sure. And he'd been there the night before helping with the pre-seeds. And, and uh, um, just, uh, you're right, he, he, he helped every sport that I can about think of, you know, soccer and track and, and baseball and softball and football. And, and uh, you know, but he did start with wrestling, came to me back in the, I don't even remember what year, 90s early nineties. And, and, uh, you know, that exploded his love of wrestling 
is no secret, obviously. And, you know, that exploded to him buying the predicament and then just going bigger and nationally. And, you know, so what a, what a nice honor locally for a national hero. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and of course, uh, you know, Ben Keeter, uh, was awarded at, uh, or I should say earned it, uh, with his win at 220, uh, two pins in the tech fall there. Um, I, I thought it was, uh, really cool talking to him the following day because uh, I didn't get to him there after the ceremony, but asked him about uh, that honor and, and mentioned that, uh, you know, he, he knew, uh, knew of Wyatt, knew what he was about, would see him in tournaments, obviously, and Wyatt would always, you know, kind of give a head nod to him and, and stuff like that. Um, but the thing that I thought was kind of cool was I said, uh, you know, what'd you do with it? And he goes, I have it. Uh, he goes, it means a lot. And he goes, I have it uh, next to my plaque from Fargo. Um, so it, it's, it's at his home and it's next to a, a plaque from Fargo, which is, you know, obviously as a, as a junior cadet wrestler, that's one of the highest, uh, you know, accomplishments you can, you can really achieve, uh, you know, in this country without going to the world, <laughs> you know. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool that that he had it uh, uh, alongside that one. Right, that that's neat to hear. And if if he, you know, it, it, it won't always be that way. That people won't know who Wyatt Schultz was, but right. that he does, and he he understands the the honor that that you know of being named that award. I mean, it's obviously pretty cool for him. I'm sure mm -hmm. uh, to win the Outstanding Wrestler Award, but. But uh, it's it's neat that he's doing that as well. Place of honor. Uh, let's move over to Marion. Uh, that one, the interesting thing about the Lloyd Schaefer Invitational, the top two teams there actually weren't part of the original field <laughs> because of the snowstorm things that kind of went cattywampus on, on uh, teams and tournaments uh, with cancellations and stuff like that. Uh, West Delaware, uh, ends up being a, a late addition when Perry uh, canceled its tournament. Linmar was supposed to go to Ankeny, but that got canceled early. So they end up uh, going to Marion. West Delaware wins 247.5 uh, to 204. Um, the Hawks uh, get titles from Braden Maury, Carson Less, uh, Brent Yakovic, Logan Payton, and, and Wyatt Volker. Um, to kind of lead the way. And again, we see that West Delaware balance like we did at Benton. Ten wrestlers finishing third or better um, with six finalists. Right. And I did notice the, uh, what's Logan's brother's name? Um, he was not in the, right, was not in the, uh, in the lineup either. So, you know, I mean, everyone's at that, you know, has something going like that going on. But I mean, you know, that, that's just how strong they are. Geez. So between the two teams that weren't supposed to be there, they took home eight championships. <laughs> that's, that's pretty big. Kind of made it a little tougher, uh, but uh, yeah, obviously West Delaware we know is good. I'm 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 starting. I wasn't. I was already believing in Linmar, but they just keep impressing me every time they go out. And it's you know they they're a great dual meet team, but I think they're a pretty darn good tournament team as well. So um, right, All right. Uh, one of the the final, a couple of final matches that really kind of stand out to me. One. At 138 with uh, uh, Brent Yakovic uh, for West Delaware, 
Uh, he uh, he beat Northland's Kale Bridgewater eight to four in the finals. That is actually the second week in a row those two have met in the finals of the tournament. Uh, Bridgewater actually won the match uh, at Benton the week before six to four. So those two uh, uh, bang heads again uh, in consecutive weeks and now split uh, between two uh, A number six Yankovic and one A number nine uh, Bridgewater. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see that throughout the season when you got two great competitors that are obviously pretty pretty even. So fun to see that. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Limar had uh, uh, three titles. Um, Kate Nocturborn at 132, uh, his brother Tate at 171 titles, and they uh, both pinned their way through the bracket. Uh, Grant Kress. Uh, won at 145 pounds. He had Braden Park at 26, and Luke Gaffney at heavyweight uh, finished second. And uh, both of those two had uh, top-ranked foes uh, that they faced in the finals. Uh, there, um, Park wrestled Benton Community's Jaden Moore, and then uh, uh, Gaffney wrestled uh, North Butler, Clarksville, two-time state champ Chet Bucks. Right, and that that Moore Park match was a sudden victory. Uh, I believe it was a sudden victory win, and uh, so I mean, that, there's two great competitors right there. Yep, uh, Moore is uh, ranked number one in two A, uh, Green Park uh, number four in three A. So that's uh, uh, one thing I want to ask you too about that. Uh, the way the match played out. It ended up being 6-6 six, six, uh, at the end of regulation. Moore had three reversals. And then get his first takedown until sudden victory. Ever seen anything play out like that where uh, – yeah, I don't really recall it, but, uh, you know, it's not something I would retain, I suppose. But that is an oddity for sure. Yeah, a little bit different. Kind of reminds me of uh, my brother wrestled with uh, – a wrestler at, uh, at Waldorf Junior College and then at Buena Vista named Kevin Bash. And he came back and helped Baxter. And he he loved wrestling on the mat, wasn't real fond of wrestling on feet. And he would literally stick his leg out and <laughs> want you to shoot in on him so he could start getting on the mat. He'd give up a takedown just to get back to where he was comfortable. So, uh that's, that's uh, kind of interesting, even though we know Jaden Moore is much better on his feet uh, than that. Um, a couple other uh, uh, big ones. Well, just to mention Boss for people that don't remember, uh, he's going to be heading to UNI, and I think that's a, a great get for for UNI. Um, as he goes for his third title, he improves the 30-0 uh, this season with a win over Gaffney, who's a uh, uh, tough rank third and 3A. Uh, a couple other area champs that I uh, uh, want to mention, uh, Cedar Rapids Xavier's Christian Stanek, who is uh, uh, going to go wrestle at Iowa State. He improved to 21 and 3, and he won at 160 pounds. Uh, Kennedy ended up uh, getting a championship from Alex uh, Cuck at, at uh, 182. He's 16 and 2 now, ranked 7th in 3A. Mount Vernon was third. Williamsburg was fourth. They each had a champion, uh, Clark Younggreen uh, from Mount Vernon, won at 220, and Gavin Jensen 
remains undefeated, 32 and 0 at 113. Right. And Mount Vernon, besides having a champ, they had 13 wrestlers there and all 13 placed. So that wow. was nice for them. So that's good. Uh Young Green, 28 and 1 right now. His only loss was to Wyatt Volker. So that's uh you know, uh, you probably don't hear a lot about uh, Young Green right now, but he's put together a pretty pretty good season, and uh, he'll be somebody to watch here down the road, I think. So does we've had some great names today. I don't know that we mentioned Mitch Pins, but we had Rowdy Neighbor Mitch Pins. Right. Now, does Young Green fall into that category? You know, you know, I'm thinking he's young and green, and I'm old and gray. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I like that. Not that you're old and gray, but the younger is yeah. definitely uh, one of those good, uh, uh, fun names, interesting names uh, to go along with Mitch Pins. Yeah, we didn't mention Mitch Pins was the uh, uh, finalist against Rowdy Neighbor, which caught a lot of attention uh, on social media once that uh, got out. Uh, let's, uh, uh, let's look at Solon here. Uh, that was another one that had an addition, a pretty notable addition with Waverly Shellrock. Uh, oh, one, one thing I want to mention here really quick before we go into someone. Uh, West Delaware won the Marion invite, and they were supposed to wrestle at Prairie or Perry. Um, four teams that were supposed to wrestle at Perry ended up winning tournaments on Saturday. Oh, wow. So West Delaware – uh, Spencer, Logan Magnolia, and Sergeant Bluff Luton were all supposed to wrestle at Perry. And that got canceled. They went to different events, and they all won team titles. So that field at Perry would have been pretty pretty fun to watch when you had that type of uh, firepower, I suppose. Uh, but on to the Hayden Felt, uh, Waverly Shellrock uh, uh, came down to uh, – to Solon and and obviously they flex their muscle down there a little bit, but uh, you know uh, a big showing by uh, a Waverly with nine champs and uh, twelve wrestlers in the top three. Did you say a little bit? <laughs> flex their muscles with nine champs and runner up. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn good. Jeez, three hundred and twenty-four points as as to second place North Scotts two hundred and seven. Wow. That's yeah. They flex their muscles. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, a couple of the uh, uh, finals matches that kind of stand out. Um, Ryder block uh, Waverly Shellrock beat uh, Kate Seabrecht in the finals in a battle of state champs. Uh, block was a state champ at 106 and 3A in 2020. Uh, Kate Seabrecht won the 106 pound 1A title uh, last year. Um, this was a match that was 4-4 after one, but Block uh, had three takedowns uh, in the second to kind of pull away and end up winning 11-7. Uh, and then uh, the other one that – Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to mention um, top-ranked McCray Hagerty uh, beat number six A.J. Peterson of North Scott 10-5 in their finals match uh, as well. So uh, – and then Jake Walker uh, – uh, with a big win to uh, a major uh, over Gage Marty at heavyweight. Uh, Walker ranked number one in 3A. Uh, Marty uh, number two at 220. And 
to a still deciding whether or not he's going to go 220 or heavyweight for the postseason. Right. I, I was that was impressive to me. I didn't think it would be that big of a separation between those two, particularly heavyweight. So that was I that caught my eye as well. Uh, Lisbon had uh, uh, two champs: uh, Quincy Happel at 126, Max Cole at 170. Happel uh, pinned his way through the tournament. Uh, he's 29 and one. Um, and uh, this weekend, during that weekend uh, tournament, he reached 150 career wins. Um, and the third, uh, third sibling in their family to to reach uh, 150, joining uh, Carter and Kale. Um, and then Cole beat uh, North Scott's 10th ranked Seth Madden two to one in the finals for uh, uh, Lisbon. How many how many wins did uh, did Papa Happel have in his career? He might be approaching that. They probably didn't wrestle as many back then, but yeah, probably didn't uh, have as many. Uh, you know, back then people people forget 35 to 40 was a you know that I don't even know if in the 80s maybe 35 or 40. 35 was probably uh, popping things out maybe back then. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. think when you said three, there might be actually be four, but I, he, I'm sure he's not quite that many. But I will say this. When was the last time that Lisbon went to the Haydenfeld and only had two champs? It's been a while, but that's what happens when you bring in a powerhouse like Waverly Shell Rock. So. And, and finished third. And finished third, right. Behind uh, Waverly Shell Rock and uh, North Scott, uh, a couple other things I just want to mention from our from our area schools here from last weekend, and we'll hit the uh, the the girls tournament this weekend coming up. Um, Iowa City West wrestled at uh, Bettendorf. Um, they finished fifth overall. Hunter Garvin um, had four pins in that tournament. He improved to thirty-two and zero. Uh, to win the 152-pound bracket. That four pins in five minutes and 48 seconds. So another dominant performance for Hunter Garvin. Uh, they had a trio of kids get third, and Tyler Scranton at 32, Grant Odell at 138, Drake Davis at 182. And and obviously, uh, it wasn't a full lineup for them. They were uh, uh, pretty depleted um, there. At Cascade, Union Community comes away with a, a team title, 204 and a half points. Uh, to runner-up uh, Western Dubuque's 179. Uh, Beckman was third. Uh, but Union had six champs. Pretty nice uh, performance there. Jason uh, uh, Jace uh, Hedeman at 106. Braden Bonesack at 113. Caleb Olson, 132. Uh, Keegan Ellsworth at 138. Hunter Worthen uh, at 152. And Stone Schmidt at 160. Uh, he had a pin over Riceville's Lawson Losey uh, in the finals in the first period. Um, so that was a big win for, for him. Uh, and then Midland's Caden Miller. He's ranked second. Um, he won the 195-pound title with a pin over uh, Owen Hunergarth of Dyersville Beckman, who's ranked fourth in two ways. So uh, he's putting together a really strong uh, individual season there uh, for the I'm going to back it up. To, uh, uh, to the Bettendorf, just the Iowa City West. A couple of notes that I noticed. Uh, Grant O'Dell uh, lost in the semifinals 3-2 to two on tiebreaker to the champion Helgeson from, from Johnston. So that, that was his only loss there, and, and he's having a, a great season as well. And then they, I don't know if you noticed, Justin Avila was a clear up to 170 
Oh, I did not. I didn't notice that. Surprising to me because Iowa City West did not have a 160 pounder. So they, that was a, a void for him. So I'm surprised because he wrestled 145 in the duel that you and I were at earlier this year. So Right. Yeah, I didn't notice that. So interesting. Not to see what's uh, what's going on there. Um, just want to touch on here because we're running short on time. The Iowa Wrestling Coaches Officials Association Girls State Tournament this weekend, Friday and Saturday at uh, the Extreme Arena in Coralville. Uh, I believe wrestling starts at 10 o'clock both uh, Friday, Saturday, and then they'll have the final round slated for about 5 o'clock Saturday night. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing that really kind of stands out about the event is the first year it was 87, kind of hampered by weather uh, when it was held at uh, Waverly Shell Rocks. They had a snowstorm that, uh, that weekend. Uh, the second year it jumped up to 350, still at Waverly Shell Rock. Last year when it switched to a two-day event at Coralville, 461. Now uh, it's being reported that more than 700 entries um, for this year's uh, event. So this morning at, at 9.15 when I checked, there were 706 entrants and, and it, from 160 schools had at least one entrant. Wow. Yeah, so that was pretty neat. I got 160 schools. So people are out there trying to build it. So good job, folks. Yeah, and, there's, and there are talented competitors there as well. When you look at, you know, uh, you're going to have athletes like Ella Schmidt from Bentendorf who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming she's still part of their varsity lineup for, for the boys' team. At least she, she has been, um, you know. And, uh, you know, Waverly Shellrock's got, uh, you know, the Diaz sisters and Annika Behrens and uh, McCray Hagerty's sister, uh, also a part of that. You look at Charles City's Lily Luff, uh, Independence, uh, Rachel Eddy, um, you know, Naomi Simon of Decorah, who won it at 145 as a freshman, uh, you know, and then, of course, you know, we've seen uh, Janelle Avila uh, for IOC West now. She won it two years ago as a freshman um, for Lisbon, got hurt last year uh, during the tournament. Um, but, you know, you've got wrestlers like Simon and Schmidt and Eddie, uh, you know, that are ranked nationally and stuff that are going to be competing. Right. And a, a comment about Ella Schmidt. I did not see her in the, in the lineup at, Bet, at the Bettendorf uh, tournament, but they had six champs in there. I don't know what weight she did. So that they're a solid, solid team. But the, I did see her on Sunday. I worked at the youth tournament on Sunday at Bettendorf, and she was in the corner coaching the little girls. And then on the other side was another high school uh, wrestler, female wrestler, coaching the girls, and they were from the same club. But there's a, a girls bracket, and I thought that was the neatest thing. So these little girls that are out there wrestling are looking up to those high school kids, and that's their role model. I thought, holy, that's just great. So it just it just touched me when I when I looked over and saw that. So very neat. Oh, that is awesome. And, you know, that's how it grows. That's what we saw Felicity Taylor do at South Winnesheek, having, you know, little camps uh, and clinics for, for young girls that were wanting to wrestle while she was still in high school. And that's, uh, that's fantastic. And that's probably one of the reasons they've kind of put it on their own shoulders to, to kind of do this and, 
and give back and want to see it grow. And, and that's probably one of the reasons why we're seeing it uh, uh, kind of grow here. Um, any, any final uh, notes or comments uh, before we close things up? I do have one comment. I was looking at the, at the IWCOA uh, dual meet rankings in 3A. And uh, I'm just going to say this because this happened to, to, to my team when, we were, when I was coaching the last two years. I just, uh, this is a call out to the coaches. Do a better job, coaches. Okay, because here's what you got. You've got Waverly Shock first, Southeast Polk second, Ankeny third, Joaquin Northwest fourth, Bentonor fifth, Linmar sixth. Now, Linmar has beaten Ankeny, the third ranked team. So why aren't they above Ankeny? Ankeny has beaten Joaquin Northwest, so they should clearly be above Joaquin Northwest. And North Scott has beaten Bettendorf, so that's their one loss. So Linmar should, in my opinion, be third, not sixth. We got to do a better job of that. I mean, that's simple. I went on and looked and, and saw results, and you know, like I said, Linmar beat Ankeny, I think, up in the Battle of the of, the, of Waterloo. So, c- coaches, be more diligent. We can do better than that. Yeah, you know, a little research goes a long way and, you know, even a phone call or two. But, uh, yeah, you want to get those as accurate as possible, especially when they're going to impact, you know, postseason pairings and stuff. Well, I think this, there, there is one more set of rankings. This rankings, I think, determines home dual advantage on the, on the regional duels. So they're all right there because they're sixth. It hurt us. It put us at ninth instead of up where we thought we belonged. It cuts the cutoff is at eight. Um, so in this, it probably didn't matter a whole lot there, but the next one, when they, when they set that up, that sets up the seeds. So you're, you know, definitely affected there, which, you know, we went in as a ninth seed and finished third in state. Come on. You know, so there's an example of, of, uh, maybe we got to do a better job. Maybe it needs to be a little, uh, you know, coaches are busy. Maybe it needs to be a, a, a committee of some, maybe just, recently retired coaches or officials, and then also a couple that are willing to do it that are still wrestling. So anyway, that's my idea. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for watching us uh, uh, this week. Make sure you get out and catch all the, the action uh, going on as we uh, you know approach a conference meet and kind of the championship season uh, here just a little over a week away. And as always, Coach Briggs, why don't you take us out? Let's keep wrestling on the move.